Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, and I'm, I'm going to continue this series uh, on what we believe. What we believe. Verse 1, I charge you therefore uh, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. He didn't say they won't endure doctrine. He said they won't endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now I didn't give you guys this, uh, but Acts chapter two, I want you to go to Acts two. I'm going to read it, but uh, when, you get it, when you get it, put it up on the screen because I know we've been doing some other anchor scriptures, but I just wanted to read this this morning, Acts 2, verse 41, because this is kind of how I, I do my best. This is kind of like a ministry model for uh, me as a leader. Uh, I do my best to try to keep this ministry adhering to these things. Thank you so much, guys. Great job. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. It's amazing to me that, they, that the Holy Ghost calls it the apostles' doctrine. Well, man, don't tell me. Man, don't teach me. You're not even lined up with the word, sir. You're not even lined up with the word, ma'am. The apostle Paul said, follow me as I what? Follow Christ. Watch this. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders, my God, come on, Lord. And signs were done through the apostles. And watch this. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and they sold their possessions and good and divided them among all as they had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and the breaking of bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. It's not far-fetched that, that this church can grow by 3,000 in one week. I just need you to get there with me. God said, I did it in one day. Where are we going to put them? We'll let the Lord worry about all that. That's not none of my business. He said, just go throw the net. I know my lane. Amen. That's his lane. So I want to talk about today what we believe, um, and I, I, I wanted to get through two of them, but I can tell I'm only going to get through one. Father, I thank you so much for what you have done for me, through me, in me, to me. I stand before your people today, reminded of the words of Solomon that these are a great people, and without you, there's no way to lead them. Father, today I stand before you humbly to preach and teach your word. I realize, God, that the results are not up to me. They are up to you. So, I, Father, I ask today that you would come and do what I can't do. And I'm going to do my best to do what I can do. Father, I give you glory in front of all these people, in front of everybody who's watching. I give you glory and I give you praise. And Father, today I ask that there would be such an anointing that comes and such a power from on high coming in this place that everyone who desires to be healed 
Everyone who desires to have a miracle would receive according to their faith in the name of Jesus. And Father, today I thank you. Now look upon my availability and not my ability. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would take me beyond any limitation that I or anybody else have placed upon me, oh God. And I pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in the earth as it is in the heavens today. Father, we thank you now. And we say, move in this place. In Jesus' name. Everybody degrees. I want you to shout amen and give the Lord a good praise in the house of God. You may be seated. Now, I want to, I'm going to run through these real quick because I want to take time on what I'm teaching today, but I'm going to run through these real quick just in case there's a newcomer and, and you know, you haven't heard all these, but I've been doing a series on what we believe is on the doctrines of the Bible, the 16 doctrines of the Bible. And uh, if, number one, and if you've already got these, you don't have to write these down, but I'm going through them just so that every devil knows that what we believe, I just like repeating them to them. We believe that all scripture, everybody say all, all scripture is inspired by God himself. Amen. amen. We believe that there is only one true God. Say amen to that. Amen. We believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ as eternal son of God. Amen. He, is not, he is not a prophet. He's not just a good man. And he's not the same as Muhammad. He is the eternal son of God. Number four, we believe in the fall of man. What does that mean? That means that man messed up and sin entered into the world. Number five, we believe in the salvation of man. That's where somebody ought to shout. Because you failed, but God saved you. Amen. We believe in the ordinances of, of the church, which, which are uh, water baptism and holy communion. Amen. These are ordinances of the church. Number seven, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise God that we can be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in the initial physical evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Say amen to that. We believe in sanctification. We believe in sanctification. Amen. It means sanctification is just a glorified word of, that means set apart. If you never want to be set apart, you're never going to do anything big for God. Amen. You have to say, Lord, set me apart for the work of the ministry to do something big for you. Set me apart as a businessman. Set me apart as a school teacher. Set me apart as a nurse or a doctor. Set me apart as a lawyer. Set me apart as a preacher. Set me apart as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a husband, as a dad. Set me apart so I can do something big for God because he won't feel it if it has not been cleansed. And I'm not talking about the baptism. I'm talking about God using you. Amen. Let me go on. I'll just go to preaching right there for a while. Hallelujah. But you've got to understand what it, what it means to be set apart. Ask God to set you apart. We believe, and I preached on this, in the church and its mission. That's why we didn't shut down. I'll tell you something. The church, we believe in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not a social club. This is not the Masonic Lodge. This is not the exchange club. This is not a group of people getting together just because we wanted a place to, to, to uh, socially connect. This is the church. And Jesus said, I'll build it and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we believe in the church and its mission. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So I'm going to go on because, uh, and I was going to preach on the mission or the, the, the ministry of the church, but I need to get to this. And then we'll try to get to that next week. This is, new, this is new right here. We believe in divine healing. We believe in what Jesus said. Jesus said, those who believe in my name, 
They will cast out demons. Glory be to God. Demons coming out of people. I'm telling you, you want to you watch the folk that, that's acting like they saved and they ain't? Let some demons start manifest. They hit the door. Had to get out of here. And you're smart to do so. Mm -hmm. You're smart to do so. Because the Bible, the, 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 I'm not going to get into that. I'll start teaching on that. We won't never get the divine healing. The, this is what the Bible says. Those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. You know, this ain't something we just generated. This ain't something we just do because we're like a cult. It's like in that Bible that you claim to believe. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no, no means harm them. In my name, they will take up serpents. We're not handling snakes. Praise God. You bring a snake up in here, I'm going to tell you right now, you'll have, you'll have like several guns drawn on you. Don't play with us around here. We all good until that happens. Well, what does that mean? It means that, that if uh, you see it in Acts, you see it at the end of the book of Acts when this snake uh, clamped onto to the apostle Paul's hand and he shook it off in the fire and they waited for him to die and then nothing happened to him. That's what it means. Now watch this. And then the last thing he said, in my name, they will lay their hands on the sick and they might recover. That is not what the Bible says. And they will recover. They shall be raised up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They will recover. Now let me, I'm, I'm putting out some stuff before we get into this today. Your life experience does not trump God's word. What does that mean? Well, I know somebody, they, they brought them down there and, uh, at this one church and they anointed them with oil and they prayed them, they didn't get healed, so God doesn't heal. Your life experience, he did not say your life experience is truth. He said, thy word is truth. Your life experience, I'm gonna kick this devil until he gets out of here. Your life experience does not trump the word of God. And when you get, ah, thank you, Jesus, I feel my help coming on. And when you get to a place where you say, I don't care what happened over there, and it does not matter what happened over there, and it does not even matter what happened to me five years ago, thy word is true. When you get to that place, you'll receive the promises of the word of God. We believe in divine healing. Regardless of the disease, regardless of the sickness, regardless of the pain, regardless of the infirmity, you shall be healed. He sent his word and healed them all. Glory be to God. Divine healing is an integral part of the gospel. I want you to write that down. And tweet it now, or, or share it, but get ready now. When you share it, you're going to have about three religious folk come out of nowhere and tell you why it's not. Man, I'm only in one sentence. Oh, Jesus, help me out. Um, okay, let's do this then. Acts chapter 14. Oh, glory be to God. Acts chapter 14, help me Lord, and verse 9, the apostle Paul is preaching the gospel. Matter of fact, the apostle Paul called it his gospel. That's how he took ownership of this thing. He is preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's preaching it in such a way, 
watch this, in verse 9. The man heard Paul speaking. And watch it. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul preached the gospel in such a way that somehow this man believed he could be healed. Which lets us know that divine healing is a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He did not just die on a cross for you to be saved. He did not just die on a cross for your, for your sins to be forgiven. He did not just die on a cross so you could crush a crack pipe. He died on that cross. He was whipped out of the side. Forty stripes minus one so you might be healed in the name of Jesus. Paul preached this gospel in a way that a man lame had such faith stirred in him that he could get up and walk. People say, well, why y'all got to shout? Paul's, the Bible says, Paul said with a loud voice. Hallelujah. They said, God ain't no library. I said, God ain't no library. God ain't deaf. And we say, he ain't no librarian either, Brother Phil. Some of them devils you got to just shout at. Get out of him in Jesus' name. Divine healing is an integral part of the gospel. If it wasn't, then why did Jesus do it everywhere he went? Deliverance from sickness is provided for in the atonement and is the privilege of all believers. Hallelujah. It is imperative that you understand. And this is where I want to get your attention for a moment. It is imperative that you understand that sickness, disease, viruses, and all other forms of torment are not from God. Well, God sent sickness on me because he just, because he's wanting to train me. The devil is a liar. I don't know what God you're serving. But it is not Jehovah God. He didn't send no sickness on you. He will never send a sickness on you. Why are you being so passionate about this? Because people have bought into some all right, my wife's going to get upset with me about this, but people, because she don't like me using this word, some stupid stuff. It's like, for some reason, when we get saved, we don't want to think no more. Hallelujah. He did not send it on you. He will not send it on you. Praise God. Until you see, now... Uh, Write this down. Until you see, uh, see it this way. Until you see that none of these are from God. Until you believe it this way. You will never hate sickness and disease like you should. You need to develop a hate for it. No, no, no. You, you're still dealing with it. Develop a hate for it. Look at it as something that's trying, that wants to kill you. Glory be to God. I'm going to teach about this for a few moments and then we're going to go somewhere else in the Bible. Evangelist J.D. Shuttlesworth writes about four categories of all sickness and disease. They all fall into four categories. First is that which attacks the skin and the physical structure. Secondly is that which attacks the nervous system. Thirdly is that which attacks blood or causes blood disorders. Lastly, there is sickness and disease that is caused from demon spirits. In many times... And many times when there is a demon involved, this is where doctors nor anyone else can find what's wrong. But the health of that person continues to deteriorate. That doesn't mean that, that that's the only time demons are at work. 
Oh, listen to this. Almost one out of three people who were brought to Jesus to be healed, he had to cast a demon out of them to heal them. Did you get that? In every one of these categories, every one of them, we read about Jesus having dominion over them in the Bible. So there's not one of these categories that Jesus did not defeat. Can I get a good amen in the house of God? Hallelujah. So the skin and physical structure, we see that in Matthew chapter 8. The Bible says when he had come down, uh, great multitudes uh, followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I don't know, I might be. Well, if it's the Lord's will, he'll heal. It is his will. He said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And the leper was cleansed. Hallelujah. That of the nervous system, Matthew 8, 5 through 7. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my, under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And the Bible says from that very hour, his servant was healed. He healed everything of the nervous system. Blood disorders, Matthew 8, 14 through 15. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw that Peter, his, uh, his uh, wife's mother was sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose, she rose and served him. We have another account where the woman said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she wrestled through the crowd and she crawled up and grabbed the hem of that garment and the power of God touched her and what she had from 12 years up in a moment as she was healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 12 years dried up. And then that of demon spirits, Matthew 8, verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This is also exemplified in Mark chapter 9 and Luke 13. You read things like this. Jesus rebuked the spirit of infirmity and they were healed. Glory be to God. Well, this is just, I, I believe God has this sickness on me right here because he just, he wants me to stay humble. I'm telling you, until you get out of that dumb mindset, until you get out of that unbelief, you will never be healed because according to your faith, let it be so. Well, preacher, don't you know that the apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh? If you read about it, you'll understand what the thorn in the flesh was. It was not something that was a sickness. It was not a disease. It was a spirit that had been sent to buffet him and was against him in every city that he went to to preach the gospel. But he said, and God delivered me out of every one of them trials in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you today that the blood of Jesus has not lost its power because COVID hit here. The blood of Jesus has not lost his power because you got people preaching a watered down gospel the blood of Jesus still heals delivers, sets free and causes you to be born again hallelujah glory be to God Jesus said, everybody say Jesus said Jesus said the works that I, I do you shall do Some, somebody sent me a text earlier Please, uh, a preacher, they're, they're out of state. He said, this is a serious situation. And I'm going to try to talk to him later. But, um, and, but, I, but I just texted him back and said, I'll, I'll get with you later on today. But, but then I hit my knees and I prayed and I said, Lord, whatever demon spirit, you said, Jesus, the works you did, I shall do. And so, Jesus, I read about you being in one place and commanding a demon to come out in the other place. I said, so since you did it, I can do it. And I commanded that demon to come out of him in the name of Jesus in another place. The works he did, I shall do. 
but greater works I shall do because he has ascended to the Father. Holly, I feel faith rising in the room right now. Glory be to God. It is his will for you to be healed. Jesus has paid for your healing. Glory be to God. Think about this. Some people, some people don't want to be prayed for to be healed because, I don't know, maybe they got prayed for before and they didn't get healed. And, or maybe they don't want to go back to a church that believes in healing because they never got prayed for or they got prayed for and didn't get healed. I don't know what it is. But now think about this. I, this, this question came up in my spirit. How many of you uh, know of people by a show of hands that went to the doctor and they didn't get healed? They died or whatever. Now, how, now watch this. But it doesn't stop you from going back. You want to know why? Because you believe that when you go see that doctor, he can help you. And I ain't talking junk on doctors. I thank God for doctors. I don't, ain't none of that. None, none of that. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you see how the enemy talks you out of having faith. The God I serve gave that doctor the brain that he has. The God I serve gave that doctor the ability that he has. Hallelujah, I wanna stir up my faith and just go straight to the source. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. I remember we, when we, we wouldn't uh, close doors and people, all them keyboard commandos on Facebook. Y'all remember Pastor Luke, they were talking about we were reckless and we this and that and I, they claimed to be saved. They got devils in them. Y'all reckless. You're gonna get people saying, somebody needs to go down there and shut that church down. Somebody needs to go shut that youth ministry down. All I, listen, you want to know why I wasn't listening to him? Because I believe, I don't just have it as a doctrinal statement. I have it as a doctrinal belief. I believe in divine healing. <laughs> Glory be to God. Some of y'all ain't heard no preaching like this in a minute. Just hold on for a second. Stay with me. We're going to go a little further. I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Let's get some word in here, and then I'm going to bring this thing a circle. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, this was a prophet that was writing this inspired of the Holy Ghost 700 something plus years before Jesus was ever born. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. People have no problem with that. Yeah, God, I'm Jesus died on the cross for me to be saved. He was bruised for our iniquities. Praise God, I don't have my sin no more. But watch this, God didn't stop there. He said the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Come on somebody, I want you to say by his stripes. I am healed. Glory be to God. Go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. I read this to you early, but I'm going to read it again. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled. Uh-oh, here we go which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. 
James chapter five. Y'all getting some good old Bible study this morning. See, I'm going to just stop for a minute. I'm going to read this in just a second, but let me tell you what, what some of our challenge is. We devour everything but the word. So, every, so we're constantly ingesting all, everything else. That, and when we turn around and feed on this on a regular basis, watch this, this creates a belief system. Therefore, when we do finally hear the word, the word sounds foreign and not right because everything else that we've been ingesting has created a belief system and calls it true, but it's a lie. Hallelujah. I was, no, you know, there, there's some people, they, there's some of our dear brothers and sisters, they can't come on Wednesday night, they work and, and some travel, like I said earlier, two hours one way to, to even get here. And I praise God. But there's, there's some <coughs> that, that just don't come because they would rather be preached at than learn anything. They don't want to learn nothing. And what you don't realize is that every single week, every single week there are things being taught to you that line upon line is being built. Precept upon precept is being built in you. Why? Because this develops a belief system that the next time the devil says, I'm going to take you out with this sickness, you have a belief system that says, shut up in the name of Jesus. You don't have a right to take me out for God has already sent his word and healed me. James chapter 5 verse 14. I was, called, I was called by religious people. I won't go into who or anything like that, but I was called reckless. He don't have his position no more. Because you can't speak against what God's doing and think you're going to stand. It's called reckless. I was called all kinds of stuff because I wouldn't shut down because I was laying hands on people in the middle of COVID. All I had was a scripture. I mean, I just thought we was living by this thing. I didn't realize everybody else told us what to do. I, I just, I thought we actually lived by this. Listen, when I got in the, listen, when I got born again, you got to understand something. I didn't get in the word because I was trying to, to, to rise over somebody. I didn't get in the word because I was trying to climb a ladder. I got in the word because I was drowning. I, I was trying to, I was just trying to live. I was just trying not to go back to who I used to be. I, I, that's all. I, I didn't realize there was another answer. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, not some little... I'm going I'm to say it like I want to say it. It's not some sissified prayer. Oh, Lord, if it's your will. You ain't going to get nothing like that. How do I know? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let him know that he will not receive anything from the Lord. You can't be double-minded. The prayer of faith. Save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. I want you to go to the 103rd Psalm. And then I'm almost done. The 103rd Psalm. I want you to go from verse 1, if you will, please, because I just love it that much. We need a song that, ha that has the 103rd Psalm. Brother Trey, you need to uh, pray about that. Somebody pray about it. We need a song. I ain't talking about some cheesy song either. I'm talking about a good song, anointed song. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. 
Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. This is why you hear me pray all the time when we're talking about the communion, the benefits of the covenant. This is where I'm getting it from. Verse three, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. The same God who forgave is the same God that'll heal. Hallelujah. Now I want to go one other place because now I'm going to build a little more faith. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. Which was what? Also in Christ Jesus. What was the mind of Christ Jesus? The mind of Christ Jesus was this. If somebody had faith to be healed, they got healed. What was the mind of Christ Jesus? The mind of Christ Jesus was, I'm not going to put up with you being tormented. Let's go one other place. The Lord has been ministering to me about pinpointed faith. I'm not going to go into it too much today because I haven't unraveled it all yet. Pinpointed faith. What are you talking about? Faith many times comes at, the, at first, it comes in a, a very vast way. I believe. But then all of a sudden God begins to minister to you and then it gets more narrow. Okay, now I believe that he can heal. Then it gets more narrow. Okay, now I believe he can heal diseases. Then it gets more narrow. Now I believe he can heal cancer. Then it gets more narrow. Now I believe he can heal this type of cancer. And then it gets more narrow. Now I believe that the cancer that they said I have is not here anymore. It's a pinpoint faith. Where are you getting this at in the scripture? If I can but touch. She had a pinpoint of faith. If I could just get to the hymn. Now, I know all about the tallit. I know exactly what it's talking about as far as the hymn and everything. And, and, but what's crazy is we got people wearing tallits that don't have faith. They miss the whole teaching behind it. They think a, a piece of cloth has the power to heal somebody. What you don't understand, it was her faith that got her healed touching the tallit. Got folk wearing tallits talking about this is going to be healed. You don't have no faith. There ain't nothing happened. She had pinpointed faith. I, I'm not just trying to get in his vicinity. I'm not just trying to hear him. I'm not just trying to get around him. I'm not even trying to touch the top of it. Pinpointed faith. If I can touch the hem of it. Jesus said, who touched me? The disciple said, Master, man, look at all these people enthroning you, pushing on you. And you said, who touched me? He said, I perceive power left out of me. Who touched me? Somebody touched me with pinpointed faith. And it came out of me. And they're healed. And I just want to know. Who had pinpointed faith to receive a miracle right now? The woman walks up and says, Master, it was me. I'm, let me just paraphrase my bad. I know I'm not even supposed to be out here, but I, I heard you was coming by. And I said, if I can touch his hymn, I will be whole. Listen to what Jesus said. He did not say, my talit has made you well. He did not say, my clothes have made you well. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. You 
you pinpointed this thing down to a place to where you touched my hem and you were healed. Can I build faith just for a few more minutes? Romans uh, chapter 10. I didn't give you guys this. I apologize. Uh, after they prayed for me in the green room back there, God started downloading stuff to me. Romans chapter 10. I'm going to read verse 17 and then I'm going to give you the context behind it, okay? Verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is that what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. Now I'm going to give you the context by which this scripture is spoken. It's talking about when you are sitting under the preached word of God, how can they hear? Because we got people to sit there saying, well, if I just, I just say this, or I say this. No, no, you got to understand what's happening right now. If you don't perceive the power and what is going on right now, if you're sitting there checking Facebook stuff, listen, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really directing this towards you, but you're a fool. Why? Because right now what you're hearing is, is, has the ability to build faith for your next miracle. If you're sitting here wondering about what you're about to eat or what's going to go on this, listen, that's foolish. Because listen, how can they, uh, how will they hear unless someone preaches? And how will someone preach unless they are sent? And he says, in this context, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is rising up right now. Your faith is getting strong right now. You're believing God for stuff that you didn't think you could ever believe for. You're believing for prodigals to come home. You're believing for finances to increase. You're believing for your disease to get out. You're believing for peace to hit your home. Why? Faith comes by hearing the preached word of God. This is what happens when the preaching of the word is going on. Hallelujah. Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden faith begins to, to stir in me. Hallelujah. My God, I believe now. My God, I, I, there's something stirring in me that says, I know I can walk now. I know I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I know my marriage is going to work out. It's going to work out. I know I'm going to get that raised right now. Why? Faith is coming because there's a preached word hitting your ear right now. That's what's happening. Hallelujah. That's why if you had to beg, borrow, beat up, bum, whatever, you get under the preached word. You get, there is nothing else better than the preached word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost because something begins to stir inside of you and says it does not have to be the same way it's always been. I do not have to stay in my chain. I do not have to stay in my addiction. I do not have to stay in my depression. I do not have to stay in my sickness. Faith comes by hearing that preached word. Hallelujah. And hearing by the word of God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's what's happening with some of you right now. something stirring in you. My God, I ain't got to keep doing this anymore. I ain't got to live this way anymore. 
I don't have to be demon-possessed anymore. I, I don't have to keep doing them crazy stuff I don't want to do no more. I don't have to keep looking at that stuff. I don't have to keep putting that stuff to my mouth anymore. I don't have to, but why? Something's stirring inside of you right now. It's faith from the preached word of God. Hallelujah. Says, Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. Thank you, Jesus. Faith can, faith can cause God to move. Watch this. And while he's moving, now I ain't talking about stopping in a bad way now. Faith can cause him to stop and see about you. Mm. J. Iris said, Jesus, my daughter's at home. I need you to come. You've got to heal her. She's going to die. Jesus said, let's go and do it. What's amazing to me, brother <clears throat> Tony, is this right here, is Jairus is a leader of a synagogue. So he's a religious person, right? He's like a Pharisee. In the midst of him going to get his miracle, here comes a woman that ain't supposed to be in public. But isn't it amazing that when you need a miracle, you ain't really studying everybody else's stuff going on right now. He doesn't stop the woman. He just sits back and says, I ain't saying nothing. I need Jesus to get to my house. Faith calls Jesus to come and then faith calls him to stop. Who touched me? I got another time. I'm, then I'm about done. I'm just building faith right now. Jesus is coming into the city. And a blind man hears all this commotion. And, and he says, what is all this commotion? They said, Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. Blind Bartimaeus says, I believe he says to himself, I always told myself that if somehow I could get somewhere around Jesus, I would shout until I got his attention because my faith believes that if he'll stop where he's going and call my name, I will receive my sight. So faith got Jesus going and faith stopped him. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up, man. Don't you know this is a formal setting? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up, man. He ain't studying beggars. We're on the way to eat. Jesus, I told myself that if the power of God ever fell in a service, I wasn't going to shut up until I got my healing. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I told myself that if they'll sit me by that road, I'll shout until he stops. Jesus! Who's calling me? They says this beggar, he says, what do you want, man? Stand up, y'all stand up. What do you want? Oh, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus says, here we go. Your faith has made you well. Faith started him. Faith stopped him. The power of God's moving in this house. Faith started it. Just want to know, can your faith stop him? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I remember, I believe this is what, my, I, can I just, I, this is just the way I think about scripture. I believe blind Bartimaeus was going back to the DBS days when they let him in the church. And they were telling him there was somebody who was going to rise with healing in his wings. He's the Messiah and he's the son of David. 
And he's going to carry He's going to take your iniquities and you're going to be healed. And blind Bartimaeus goes back to a six-year-old boy sitting there. I heard that story. Jesus, son of David, I know who you are. Have mercy on me and heal me. Threw off his garment, which I could get in that I could preach a whole sermon on throwing off your garment. It was his identity, it was what people had put on him and it was what he was, it was his comfort zone. I get out of this. This is my one moment. What do you want? I wanna see, I don't wanna beg no more. I don't wanna be ostracized as a second rate citizen because I can't see. Your faith stop me and I want to see about you and he received his sight and all glorified God and the news about him went throughout the whole town we believe in divine healing we believe in divine healing now I want you to lift your hands and say I believe in divine healing I believe that Jesus can heal every sickness disease pain infirmity I believe by his stripes I am healed right now in real time in Jesus name we pray you were blessed by today's message for more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.